Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Real Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today we are back in the Bourbon Penthouse with Mr. Nick Hayden. What's up, Nick? Hanging in there. Beautiful day. All right. And Mr. Stephen J. Scott. What's up, Mr. Legend? Hey there. Had the day off. Had the day off. Did some volunteer work at the Backside Learning Center. Hot day. Oh, nice. How did, how did the fundraiser go? It hasn't happened hasn't yet. Hasn't happened yet? It's November. Well, thank God. I thought I missed on bidding some bottles. November. All right. Well, good. Are, are you still taking donations and stuff? Yes, sir. Is there a way that you, I'm, I'm giving you a plug here. Is there a way that they can make a donation? Do they need to reach out to you directly? Just, just get a hold of me one way or another, Facebook or... Stephen J. Scott. What, what, I mean, what, is, your, is your profile picture um, you and Ellen? I don't know what it is right now. I just hmm. changed them. <laughs> you probably need to change them so that way people can find you. Well, actually, Stephen, Stephen J. Scott, Stephen there J. can't Scott. be too many of them. No, no, and it's a, a PH, Stephen. It's not a V. Yeah. I mean, when you look at on the bourbon groups, I mean, oh. if, you, if you can't find Stephen J. Scott. Yeah, but there might be some random dude in Lexington that's like, hey, that dude's oh. on here all the time. Let's send him some stuff. So, I mean, be, they might have to find I'll, him. So. I'll be reposting my request for models shortly. Good deal. Okay. All right. Great cause, by the way. Absolutely. So Backside sure Learning donate. Center does some great stuff. They help out uh, a lot of kids um, that, that would not necessarily get the attention that they deserve. So absolutely great, great um, charity to work with. So uh, today, we uh, the highly anticipated Q&A session of uh, Bourbon Barrel Talk. We sip and talk today. Sip and, sip talk. and talk. We we do have a couple of unique pours we're going to sip on. I don't know that we'll do too much of a review other than, hey, we like it or no, we don't like it or, you know, uh, but we've got a 1980 Ski Country Prairie Falcon. I, I don't know, have any idea what the hell this is, Nick. You're going to have to explain that one. And then we've got a 19, I think you said 91, old Forrester. 90. 90, 1990. And this is the Japanese 86 proof. So Ski Country Pigeon yeah. Prairie Falcon. Yeah. So this, this came out of... Is uh, it a pigeon or a prairie? No, I'm just pra- kidding. It's a prairie, prairie falcon. falcon. <laughs> prairie falcon. I think, isn't a prairie falcon like the fastest bird or something like that? I have no idea. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. This is the fastest bird. <laughs> <laughs> I got two of them right here, buddy. Uh, no, I, I think it's at, it was out of St. Louis back in the day. Um, so it's uh, it's one of those uh, as a family thing. So to candidate, uh, figured unique pours, it'd be good to go in with our Q&A session. So. And, what, and this is uh, out of what distillery, you say? It was out of St. Louis, uh, I think. It's Luxro, then. Or sure. McCormick. <laughs> I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's like McCormick, Luxro, I mean, something. I mean, I got the decanter right behind you. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> I bet a dime to a dollar, it's it's one of the old Luxro products. So, Probably. Um, which would be like your Rebel Yells, all that stuff. But oh, yeah. McCormick. Yeah, Stevens, right. So, um, what was the other one that uh, Ezra Brooks, uh, all those all came out of St. Louis originally. So, that would be my best guess. Just... We'll let you research that while we're doing the Q and A. So here's the first question, you know, and this is uh, this one's kind of, I guess, scientific in, in some capacity, and I'm gonna do my best to answer it at least the way that I understand it, and then you all can, you know, chime in where you think. But are toasted and double oaked the same thing? So I, I say no. I say not necessarily, and then Stephen, you say no. I say no. All right. So I said not necessarily because to me, both mean typically that the liquids entered into a second brand new barrel that's been finished or toasted slash charred. So one is what I would consider toasted would be indirect heat, you know? Um, and then the other one would be, you know, double oaked would actually be an actual indirect flame. Like you, you, you're actually charring that, that barrel again. Um, so for me, that means that like the best instance I can come up with is Woodford double oak is, 
used as a heavily toasted with a super light char in that second barrel. Whereas Old Forester 1910 is lightly toasted, but has an extreme char. Like it goes deep into this, like a char number five plus. So that's a rich alligator char. Yeah. So that, that's where I would go in from what's, what's what in that situation or the difference. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Old Forester, um, if you go on that tour and you go up to their cooperage, so they have a cooperage on the second floor. They yep. can, I think they kind of explained that, like, even if you press the red button, it kind of shows the flame and the, the amount of time. And I think some distillers are now even toasting and then charring to try to bring out some of those caramelized flavors or something like that. So it penetrates something with the wood, but yeah, they do the indirect heat first and then they do the heavy char or the, the yeah. actual direct flame. Yeah, no, I, I think you're spot on with, uh, uh, your assessment. So, so that's the, that's the best way I understood it. And like I said, I don't know that I'm necessarily right. That's just the way that I've, I've read into it, you know, as far as like reading different things and then, uh, knowing what Woodford Reserve says is their double oak process versus what Old Forster says their 1910 product is. And they're very similar, um, but they're, they're the difference between being toasted and, and double oaked. So, Stephen? I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> we have silenced them. Silence. <laughs> Silence, he said. So this, uh, let's, let's, let's try this, this, uh, Ski, it's the ski country that's screwing me up. It, I swear to God, from here, I'm I'm blind as shit because I, I swear it says it says Skuke County is what it says. Like I literally can't see the R. So it's a, a ski, just a Polish body. I guess that's what I'm saying. But <laughs> ski country Prairie Falcon. That's racist. But uh, man, this is it's a little weird. It's got a little funk to it. Yeah, a little funk. I almost got like uh, like pancakes, <laughs> like maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Different sweetness. You know, I do get it now that you mention it. I was getting nutty. I don't know. Let me dive in for a taste. A little spice, short finish. Yeah. 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 Nothing wrong. Just yeah. bad. Perfectly good pour. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Question number two. And and I need an answer from everybody, Stephen. All right. Can't just be like, yeah, I agree with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what more did you want me to say? No, I didn't want you to say anything else, man. I'm just messing with you. What? You all often speak about Blanton's. And it being a single barrel, and then you talk about all kinds of other single barrels, but what five single barrels of bourbon do you like better than Blanton's that are at a similar price point? Are there caveats with this? It just says similar price point. So I I will say that most people probably think Blanton's costs are around $100, because I don't think you really find it for less than can, that can most we places. Do like 70 to 100 Like, is that a decent I, I think you could go from 50 to 120 Okay. So I, I'm going to throw out my, my, my five real quick here. And uh, you all can go in, you know, and it, and I'm going to say these are maybe more readily available, but not necessarily as highly available as I would like them to be. Um, the one that I know that's going to be a ton, you know, red, readily available, you just got to go and, and find a liquor store that's kind of got a decent size to it. Knob Creek, 120, single barrel, most store picks. Some of those are older, too. Like, some of those are like your 12 to 15 oh, yeah, 12 years. 15 if, years. If you find some of the old ones. And they're delicious. Love them. Um, second, it's going to be Rebel Yell. Can't find it usually. I mean, it's a little easier to find the Blantons. You might find it out there, but I think it's going to be something that I I'd, I'd think's better than Blantons in my in my humble opinion. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Old Forester. Those are going to be harder to find. They they might almost be as hard as Blantons, but price point wise, to me, it's a better pour. Um, let me think. What were the other ones? I didn't have. I didn't write them down. Um, oh, Four Roses. Um, if you find a four roses single, or even the hundred proof single barrel of four roses to me is just a better pour than blends. 
Um, and then uh, last but not least, let me go. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out of the air here. Um, is is Eagle Rare not a single barrel? They do have single barrel selections. Okay, so that would be a store pick. We're gonna we're gonna wipe that one off the list. Then let me go with something else here. Uh, I mean, the Eagle Rare picks are good. I mean, yeah. and they're they're not like super hard to find too. It's I mean, stores have them. They're, it's like once a month maybe. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of something that might even. You, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. Go with a single barrel of Starlight. There's a lot of good finished products that Starlight what, what has finish out there. Though? I'm going to ask you what finish. So if I, right now, I, my favorite is the Ambrignana cast. Is that I that mean, cigar one? That cigar batch is delicious. Um, they just came out with the new one, right? Yes, they did. But that was a rye. Um, but honestly, before that came out, the VDNs just, they, they hit different. I mean, they, they're just so good. Um, but just their single barrel whiskey. I mean, their bourbon is delicious. You know, um, the single barrel ryes, um, all those are good. So, I mean, that, I guess that's what I would go with. Okay. Uh, my, mine's going to be pretty quick, I think. All right, quick I'm, rapid fire. Yeah, I love it. I'm going to go Russell's Reserve. Damn, that's well, that, that was my Where, other one, and I forgot. Go ahead, Russell's uh, Reserve. Uh, is it uh, Warehouse uh, Warehouse FRK or whatever it is, Tier 5 or 6? So, okay. So the older stuff. I really look for, like, the 10 to 12-year stuff. Well, these are the 110 proof, the red label. Yep, red label, single barrel. I'm going to go with a Kentucky Spirit. Okay, yep. S- same warehouse. If, I, if you can find a single barrel of that, absolutely phenomenal. Yep. I'm going to go with Old Forester as my number three, uh, whether it's the – I mean, you can go all of them. I typically go 100 proof. I like the 100 proofs a little more uh, all around over the 90 in the barrel strength. I typically go 100 proof, but, I mean, any of the old fill right 100 there. 100 proof is a sweet spot. Yeah. I still love the old 90 proofs so better than the 100s, but, but, but I'll agree. Go ahead. Yeah. Like I said, it could be a toss-up, like yeah. a, just, just an old fill pick. Gotcha. Um, and then I would go with, I had it on the tip of my tongue. I do like the Elijah Craig's. Uh, uh, so like a nice Elijah Craig. I know the um, uh, some of the single barrel picks that they have are like the 12, 13 year. Yep. I know the uh, Kentucky Bourbon Fest had a 13 year. That's really snuck up. Like people that passed it up and absolutely phenomenal. Hmm. How many did I have? Is that four? That's four. Ooh, now I got to get one more. One more single barrel. I would probably go, uh, that'd be a double single barrel. I was going, and that's out of my price point. I was going to say, um, they still have inhaled juice, though. The, the Luxro double 12, but I think that's like a 120 to 130 price point. Um, yeah, at least. Yeah, uh, I'd probably go Knob Creek. Knob Creek. Right. Knob Creek is number five. Uh, but again, it's one of those, um, I encourage people to take their phone and download like a, a date app. Not the dating app, you know, but like, but the date app, the date app, gotcha. the, the date app. Um, and I mean, that, I recommend them to get a dating app too, you know, especially if you're lonely, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it could be a win-win, uh, but then you can calculate out the dates between, cause I'm telling you, you go into some of those places, like even like with the Russell's reserve, Knob Creek still have when it was barreled and when it was dumped and you can really find some gems. Um, with the Knob Creeks, I tell people the older ones, you know, the, you know, 14, 15 years, typically have that old like um, plastic metal looking name strip up medallion top. on the top yeah, of them yep. yeah right, right before they switched over and then they switched over to like the the paper ones going on the bottom but if you see any of those almost just pick it up automatically but you know double you know double check doesn't hurt but a lot of them are super old super good all around so i heard a rumor that there was a place down in the middle of nowhere kentucky between lexington and like lawrenceburg that was called like big blue liquors or Go Big Blue Liquors or something like that that has like three of those. 
um, Knob Creek picks that I haven't had a chance to go down and drive, but supposedly drive down and, and try them, but supposedly you can try them, and he still has like seven, eight cases of it left on each one of those. So hmm. I'm kind of tempted to go down there and pick those bad boys up because I bet they're yeah. probably 13, 14 years old easily. Yeah, and if they are, like I said, it's one of those, get them. Delicious. Mm, tasty, tasty. All right. Stephen Jay, you can steal some of ours. It's okay. You, you don't have to find five new ones. I'm not going <laughs> to. And in no particular order, Old Forester. That, that was a particular order. Absolutely, it's your favorite. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, without a blink of an eye. just <laughs> Knob Creek. Knob Creek, all right. Four Roses. Four Roses. Uh, Kentucky Spirit. Okay. And number five is always tough. Number five is tough. Elijah Craig, I've only had a couple of the single barrels, but very good. Yeah, good good value bottle too. Some oh. of the some of the ones that you see out there are price points like, ridiculously like 40, good. They're like, like 40, 40 bucks. Yeah. yeah, that four four roses is so good though too. Like yeah. the barrel string for like eighty bucks. Yep. But you can't you can't go wrong with Russell's Reserve either. No, no, absolutely not. You definitely cannot Rebel go yells, wrong. Rebel yells. Yep. Solid. <clears throat> yeah. I, like I said, I wanted to get a few things out there that maybe most people hadn't heard about um, that I thought were just as good as Blanton's um, and just kind of go from there. But all right, Nick, what other questions we got sitting out, out there in the old uh, email box? Okay. So what is your favorite distillery as far as tours go? Distillery tours. Mm, that's easy for me. I'm going to go Old Forester. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to go. Okay. I think I'm going to add a, add a caveat. <laughs> Big Boy and then Craft. Big Boy and Craft. Okay. It's still easy. So Old Forester. <laughs> and, and oh, to me, Old Forester, a, I, I'm, I'm a massive Ofo fanboy. I'm, I'm like Josh. Um, but there's a lot of history and heritage there, right? Um, the fact that, you know, the, they're at the 117, you know, Main Street where they originally started. You know, they left, went, you know, out to the west end of Louisville, and now they're back there. There's just so much history and heritage that goes along with it. And now it's state of the art. I mean, when you go down there, you can see the video, you can walk through, you can. The, the lighting, things like that, you get to go from, you know, looking at the stills to the bottling line all the way to the tasting point. So it's just a well-rounded tour overall. And I, and I feel like they do a really, really good job of training their, their tour guides to, to give you something a little funny here and a little funny there. And, and then, uh, ultimately I, I do love, uh, walking through the Rick house of what's going to be, you know, now the, the future of O4 Store temperature controlled. And, you know, I'm kind of curious how all that whiskey is going to turn out. Uh, craft distilleries, that's a really hard one. Um, I, I'm probably going to, I'm going to, I'm going to toss it up between Neely and Starlight. And I'm probably going to give the edge of the Starlight just because I, I love the Huber family, like Christian, Blake, I think they have Dana. a really good campus out there too. Like it, it's more than just bourbon. I mean, you got wine, wine, you can do pumpkin. Yes. You can go get pick apples. You can pick strawberries in the, in the, in the spring. I mean, there's just so much stuff to do out there. It's just so kid friendly. I love the history and heritage behind Neely just because of the fact that, you know, all the old bootlegging stories and it's people like getting hat, shot and the Hatfields like, and McCoys. Absolutely. Yeah, of Ken, Northern Kentucky. That's what Abs- it is. Absolutely. And, and I love that. And but Roy's, Roy's putting himself through college by just distilling moonshine. Yeah. Moonshine on the, on the baseball team. Absolutely. <laughs> crazy. So there's so much crazy good stuff at, at both those distilleries and they both make a great product. But I'm going to, being an Indiana boy, I'm going to give my nod to, to the folks at Starlight. I, I think they're doing a fantastic job up there. And, and, and I think it's a real hidden gem. Uh, I, I think we should start an Indiana bourbon trail and they should be one of the first places that, that that's a must go to outside of MGP. So I don't know, Steven, I can't disagree with either of your choices, old Forrester and Starlight. Yeah. You know, they're both solid, solid, solid places. 
great people that are involved in both of them. You know, you go to Huber's and you 100% chance of running into family members who will... 100% chance of running into a family member. <laughs> unless, unless they're all out of town for a wedding or something. And that's the, they probably would leave one of them behind. Oh, yeah. But you, you know you're going to get first-class treatment. Yeah, no. Uh, Old Forester is, is, a, is a great tour. Um, I usually tell people when they do tours to group them together. So, like, do, like, you know, like your downtown, your Whiskey Row... Uh, there's some craft tours. Do Bardstown, do uh, Lawrenceburg, do uh, Lexington, kind of Frankfurt area, and kind of group them together to maximize it. I'm going to go a little different, though. Um, I think Bardstown Bourbon Company, as far as, I guess, Bigger Boy. Beautiful campus, though. I, I think, Absolutely beautiful. I think they're doing a great job. So much stuff to do. Uh, they got the tours. You can do your bottle your own. They'll have their distiller exclusives. You can eat. You can drink. You can pour. Go outside. Um, I think they're doing a real good job down there. I like going down there, and then even like stopping down there. You know, there's some good food, uh, good shopping like around the the square. You know, like if you're you have family members that don't necessarily like bourbon, which is another reason why I like the downtown areas, because hey, if I don't want to go on a tour, guess what? There's shops. There's food. There's, I mean, just walk down Main or Market Street or whatever and and have fun. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, craft tour. Uh, this gets hard. I'm going to throw out the super curveball. So, so one, I do like Rabbit Hole. I like what they're doing. Um, and I usually tell people, uh, go in the evening and get a nice cocktail. You oversee the city. Copper and Kings. Copper and Kings. So, so non-bourbon, but the their tour, the way they're doing their out, outdoor things is totally unique. But you get your brandy, your gin, uh, absinthe, some of the other ones that, and they're, they're finishing some really good stuff, um, downtown. So you got like that modern esque. the Alexander's really good food. You kind of overlook the city. Um, so wild card. So if it, it was bourbon, I'd probably go, you know, maybe go rabbit hole, get like the evening cocktail, go on the tour. They're very transparent with the process Yep. off the beaten path, Definitely. go like three blocks up and hit, hit up copper and King. You threw, you threw me a little bit more of a curveball than I was expecting. I, yeah. I thought you were going to say like maybe new riff or. No. One of them, because it's a neat, it's a neat tour. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's. But I knew you were a big rabbit hole fan, so I, was, I, I thought that would be the route you went, and then, yeah. but then when you went copper it, and kings, you, you just left the bourbon I know, entirely. I, I know, which I, know. I love. I love that. Uh, I mean, but even even like Peerless, Peerless is a unique tour. If you go on like a Friday Saturday and you get Corky, I mean, he'll tell you stories all day. Like your forty five minute tour is really an hour and a half. If Corky, Corky's there, I mean, right? Uh, but they have a good tasting, and everything's on their tasting like a single barrel offering. So no, absolutely, seven percent. So, I mean, there's a lot of good tours. I mean, when it comes down to it, but um, yeah. Old Foe is solid. I mean, those they're doing great things over there. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Woodford has a beautiful tour. Yeah. Yes, beautiful campus out there too. Yeah. So I, I was going to say that was going to be my caveat. I was afraid you were going to ask me like you know of the big boys, blah blah blah, and then I was going to say you know if you want. Literally, like, history, beautiful campus, all that type of stuff. Buffalo Trace is hard to beat, you yeah. know. Castle and Key. Is, Castle and Key is hard to beat, no, you know. But no, That's an amazing place. But for me, I mean, just uh, Old Forester just kind of, it hits all the spots. History, heritage, it's brand new state of the art. So, I mean, it's just really, just unique. Honestly, my favorite grouping of tours, if I had to have family come in, it's the downtown one. So, basically, you hit, like, your Angel's Envy, Old Fo- old Foe. Michter's, Peerless, Stitzel Weller, uh, Rabbit Hole. And I think that knocks out pretty much all of them. Most of them, um, yeah. But you get some Evan cra- Williams. Evan Williams. Yeah. So you got, kind of get some of the big boys. You get some of the, the craft stuff. Each one is a different tour. Each one has a different perspective. There's some overlap with the history. 
of, you know, how they came back with the Ohio Falls and stuff like that. But generally, like each one offers a different offering and it's. All right. Question number three or four? Four. Question number four. Does, do you think the limestone water makes a difference? I'm going to say yes and no. So I, I, I do think that limestone is important and I think that that's why most of the bourbon is made in Kentucky, Indiana, Southern Indiana, Ohio, like that region, because we sit on, you know, limestone and things to that nature. But I'll say no to the fact that I think a lot of it now at this point is filtered, double filtered, quadruple filtered, (laughs) no matter what you're getting it from. Um, And uh, I think that uh, it's more about just having natural water to me. I think, you know, having an aquifer of some sort or a, a well or a you know, something that, you know, where you're pulling your water source from, it has to be something that's a, that's a fresher water source that I think that's probably more important than, you know, the actual limestone. No, I agree with that. I'd say back in the day, like when you look at the old, um, uh, basically the Castle and Key site and stuff like that, yes, they didn't have the filtration and the modern uh, aspects to pull all that iron and stuff out so that so I could see that. And a lot of the big distilleries are that still remain are on those historic sites, but anymore with the filtration stuff, I mean, you can knock whatever you want out of it. I mean. For the most part. Mm-hmm. But also you knock some of the flavor out. So, I mean, yeah. I, I do think a water source does does add things to it. Um, but I, I don't know that it's as much as it, as it was. It, it's not as important now as what it was 40 or 50 years ago. More just part of the story now, I think. Yeah, I think Kentucky. so. Yeah. All right. If you can mix something with bourbon, what would you mix? A glass. <laughs> a glass of rock yeah i mean I, I, I anybody knows me know i prefer my bourbon neat i don't typically even Any add cocktail? water or ice but if, if i'm gonna make a cocktail i t- i typically go with one of three cocktails i go with a sweet a whiskey sour a little bit of a uh, lime juice some simple syrup uh, egg white shake like hell with a couple of ice cubes and two ounces of bourbon i think you're good as good as gold um kentucky mule a little bit of lemon juice ginger beer or ginger ale it's got to be stiffer stuff a couple ounces of whiskey and a little bit of ice i think you're good to go there and then um that would that would be my my not necessarily in that order i like i go i go two like usually like i'll do a um a cube and then i'll do half ginger ale with lemon so like the canadian dry with the lemon half bourbon half ginger ale uh and then have bundaberg Uh -uh. you've never had bundaberg (laughs) ginger ale all right, that's the next trip. Go. I got to remember. I got to bring that stuff back. Here we go. Can, Canadian with the lemon, like right. the Canadian. I know Canadian. Yeah, Canada Dry. I get you. Verners. Verners is not as good yeah. as Bunnaberg. It's <laughs> not as good. And then I do uh, probably an old fashioned. So I'll do like a, a cube, and then I do two dashes of uh, walnut bitters, uh, two dashes of my orange bitters, bourbon, uh, homemade simple syrup. So a, a one to two uh, a ratio on my simple syrup, orange peel. Or my orange zest, you know, whatever it is, call it good. No, 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 no vermouth. Uh, no vermouth. I do like the cherry. I, I will use uh, Luxardo okay. cherries. Now, see, I could get behind that because I do not like vermouth. Yeah. So when people so, say Manhattan, I'm almost instantly yeah. tapping out on that. Uh, I mean, I don't mind vermouth. Uh, usually, I go with like two cherries and take a little of that Luxardo juice and put it in there, and then uh, call it good. Gotcha. All right, Stephen. We know you're a purist, but you, you have to pick something. The only thing I ever order out. Is an old fashioned. Old fashioned. All right. Do you like it smoked? I mean, do you get it smoked? Oh, or just smoked. Smoked no. if it's available. Just had smoked old fashions the other night at River House at Lamu. Oh, Lamu. Yeah, I've Ooh. heard they make a good one. Very, very good. They they make a um 
I forget what it's called. They make like a fat washed uh, cocktail. Do you know what a fat, fat wash? No, evidently I don't because I just gave you oh, a weird look. Man. I don't know what a fat wash is. <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's like no. a, a, is that when like, you put me in the bathtub? Fat <laughs> wash. <laughs> <laughs> so so apparently so apparently um, it's almost like a infusion. So what they do is um, you can take uh, peanut butter. Uh, there's duck fat, um, like high high grade like wagyu, you know, fat or yep. bacon fat. And what you do is after you grill it or render it, you save the the fat droppings. You'll pour out. Uh, I think rye, I've done it twice. So I typically go rye. Um, I've done Michter's barrel strength at, you know, at cost. It typically holds up well. And then what you'll do is you'll uh, pour the fat into the bourbon into like a mason jar and kind of shake it up and let it sit uh, probably for about two weeks. And then what you'll do is um, you can put it in the fridge and that fat will solidify, scrape it off, cheesecloth it, put it back in the uh, bottle, and then you have a, a fat washed bourbon and it adds certain nuances. So like if you want it a little more nutty, go peanut butter. Um, I didn't have, I haven't tried the duck fat, but the bacon fat was really good. I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to try this, but I, I, I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. It, it's actually fun to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it is fun. I just, a lot of work. It sounds like a ton of work. Exactly right. Well, you just save the fat out after like you grill. Essentially, like, and I think they do it there. I think they after they do their high-end like Wagyu steaks, they just save the fat and kind of make it in the back. But it's uh, like, I forget what cocktail that I is. I get it. I get, I, get, I get where you're coming from. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I just <laughs> it, it does seem like a lot of work. Yeah. So, sounds like something to order, not to do. <laughs> just go down. To, just one, go down to Lemu and order it. One hundy right there, my boy Stephen Scott's got that one right there. It sounds like something that to to order, not to do. So I tried this Old Forester. While you're looking at the next questions, Nick, uh, man, it, it's crazy how much Old Forester tastes like Old Forester. Yeah, Even when you go back to you know the 1990s, 1980s. I mean, when when, when you drink Old Forester, it's Old Forester, especially same. at 8600, 190, 100 proof. Same since eighteen seventy. I know. Crazy. Question. Okay. We got, what, we got time for two more. Two more. Okay. What does Kentucky straight bourbon really mean? Like when you see it on the label, it says Kentucky straight bourbon. Okay. I mean, I can take a shot at this because I'm pretty sure I'm right, but but we're going to go with this. So has to be A, distilled in Kentucky, B, aged in Kentucky, and... Uh, C has to meet all the other requirements that uh, a standard bourbon would meet. I'll go with D. I'll add it on because I did have to look this up. So, okay. so I, w- I would have said your ABC. Okay. Uh, the part D is uh, aged for a minimum of two years. No Correct. added coloring or flavorings. Gotcha. Two years. Okay. Uh, uh, straight straight bourbon means two years. Okay. Yeah. Minimum. So so I would have gone. I, w- I would have gotten like three of the four. I, I would have forgotten about the two year thing. Yeah, I, I just don't. I, don't I, I mean, I know legally it's bourbon as soon as it hits the 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 barrel, but I don't really consider bourbon bourbon until it hits four years yeah. anyway. So, <laughs> my, my uh, one of the most interesting two tours is the yeah. answer for straight. Yes, gotcha. Um, Glens Creek, which is right around from oh, yeah. uh, Castle and Key, mm-hmm. uh, they probably do the best example of this. So you get your bourbon, your ABC is a bourbon, you know, new barrel, fifty one percent corn, the whole shebang. And they basically pour it in, roll it around the barrel, dump it. That's technically bourbon because it meets all the guidelines. And then they'll pour it back in and basically say, hey, we, we finished it. That's a double barrel. And basically you have like a double barrel bourbon <laughs> that is like clear. <laughs> That's but, but but it meets all the it meets, it meets all the guidelines. Yeah. So so it's it's a unique perspective of like, oh, but I'm I'm with you. Like I, I don't see anything like younger than two years. Like anymore, it's like 
It's like, is this eight years? I mean, there's stuff, out there that's, there's stuff out there that's two and three years old for sure. Um, I just, it's not really bourbon to me. All right. Last question. Okay. Uh, this kind of goes on the same thing. Bottle and bond. Bottled and bond. Um, I mean, as far well, as I know, bottled and bond is, uh, I'll let Steven take this one and I'll see if I agree or disagree. Minimum of four years in a government controlled warehouse barreled from one distillery produced in one distilling season pretty much covers it i think i think that does pretty yeah. much cover it yeah and it has to read all the it has to meet all the other yeah. bourbon requirements to be bourbon yeah, yeah of course yeah obviously so yeah I, I think that's it i don't know it was, it, yeah is there anything in the no. in the rule book that says anything other than that no i think he hit the nail on the head so it has to be at least four years old has to come from the same source that, that distilled it and it has to be in a controlled bonded warehouse which i don't I, are there even non-bonded warehouses at this point i think they all have to be bonded i think they all have to be legally bonded now so i guess as long as it comes in the, stays in the same warehouse for the same season for four years you you you've got bonded and bottled and bond you know oh and it has to be 100 proof oh uh, yes correct. has to be 100 proof i forgot about that one yeah. I, I like I, I always find it funny the wild turkey took the initiative to go 101 yes. so they don't have a bottled and bond product my, my favorite i think is early times i like the early times bottle and bond blue Blue label, yep, kind of goes uh, catty corner left or right. Yep, no, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying there. That's I'm kind of surprised that you know Old Forester doesn't have a bottled and brown product. I mean, a lot of people overlook though, like the 1910s double oak, and I mean, I always forget. Yeah, well, I guess technically it's 18, not double oak. Isn't eighteen? Oh, no, it's, it it's, it's double barrel. It's double barrel. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, so it isn't is, Wood, is it Woodford is double oak? Yeah. Old Forester is double barreled. Yeah, it's got a toasted. Yeah. Um, 1870. Is that not bottled and bond? No, it's 90 proof. Is 1897 bottled and bond? Yeah. One of them, I think, is bottled and bond. 1897 is bottled and bond because it is ties it? to the Bottled and Bond Act. There you go. So, there well, Forster does have a bottled and bond. <laughs> it's just, well, it's eight, part of the eight, the distillery series. 1870 is a blend of... Five and six-year-old bourbon, right? Three, three different warehouses now. It was Originally, it was three different distilleries when, when George Garvin Brown started. Gotcha. But now, because it's all... In-house. It's right. three different warehouses. Hmm. Remember Danny? Hmm. So there you go. Go on the tour. Go on the tour. <laughs> on the tour. Hmm. Great it's tour. almost like, it's Great almost tour, like somebody right? we know works there. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> From all time right. to time. All right, all right. So if you if you want to contact us, you can contact us uh, either via Facebook DM, uh, DM on Facebook. You can hit us up at talk at gmail.com. Um, check out our Facebook page, our Instagram, and our Twitter um, give us a follow. Um, make sure you are hitting the download or subscribe button either on YouTube, um, Spotify, iTunes, all those good places to pick up your bourbon barrel talk. Um, I, we just really appreciate you listening. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to a couple of uh, some some places out in the middle of nowhere, which uh, I'm glad we're, I'm glad you're listening and we appreciate you. But if you're in Australia or Spain or Switzerland, you know, th- these are some countries that we've picked up and. We seem to have a pretty good loyal following there. Hey, thanks for listening. Tell your friends about us. Um, We greatly appreciate it. This is Scott, Nick, and Stephen J signing off. Peace.